How are we doing everyone? My name is Tim Doyle, aka Jim Doyle, and welcome to episode 4 of Back on Top. If for some reason you haven't listened to the first three episodes, I highly recommend you stop this one and go listen to those. In the last episode, I talked about how it was time for me to transition from the traditional physical therapy that I was doing that wasn't yielding me any results. And now it's time to get on with the story and explain what the next step in the process looked like so I could hopefully and finally get on the road to recovery. In the first week of January 2021, I began my new treatment plan with spinal decompression. The positive, I was starting a new therapy that I was very confident could work and relieve me of my pain. The negative, my second semester of college was starting in about a month and I already knew that with this new therapy schedule, I wasn't returning full-time. That was another tough thing to swallow. I was just hoping that this new process would work so I could be up there in mid to late March to finish my final semester in person. I got into a routine of going four times a week to spinal decompression. My doctor emphasized in the first session, don't expect to feel big changes or any changes right away. This is a slow, gradual process. Plus, he said, your body isn't used to this type of movement and stretching, so we need to start slowly and work our way up. This is all made sense and what I expected to hear. I did ask him though when he usually expects to see improvements in his patients. He told me, tough to tell because it changes on a case-by-case basis, but about a month in, I'd want to see your pain decrease a little and your mobility improve. This was very good for me to know so I could gauge in the future how I thought the process was going. Here's a week by week breakdown of how my spinal decompression went. Week one, the spinal decompression sessions feel really good and relaxing in the moment. Um, And for a few moments after I'm done. But by the time I get in the car and get back home, that temporary relief is gone and the pain starts to increase again. I'm not surprised or concerned because I've just started. Weeks two and three follow the same path. But again, I'm not surprised or concerned because I'm just getting started. It's still very early in the process. It's also right around this time when I had to go see my physical therapist again, actually. Remember how I said uh, in the previous episode that my physical therapist had lent me a stretching band to simulate that stretch that helped? Well, I had stopped working with him, obviously, but I still had the band, so I had to go return it to his office. I knew I wouldn't be there long, but didn't know if things would be a little awkward between us or not, because I knew how unhappy he was that we had stopped working together. And also the spinal decompression at this point really hadn't helped at all, so I wasn't going to mention that. I didn't want to talk about it at all. I wanted to game game plan everything before I got there. My party line that I was going to use was that, um, you know, it was still early in the process, but I made some minor improvements. I just wanted to leave it at that. But things went a little differently when I actually got there. My physical therapist asked me, you know, how I'm doing. And like I just said, I told him, still early in the process, but making some minor improvements. And he goes, you know, oh, okay, you know, sounds good. He goes, you really didn't look that good getting out of the car right now though. 
And in my head, I'm just like, man, that was kind of a low blow, but I guess I'll take it. And I told him, I said, yeah, that's still kind of challenging for me. So hopefully that continues to improve over time. I went over to see the other physical therapist that I would work with off and on to say hi to him. And, you know, I'm trying to stay all positive and friendly. And I'm like, you know, how, how are we doing? How, how have things been? And he asked me, oh, you're wearing a back brace now? Like I mentioned earlier, the spinal decompression doctor wanted me to start wearing it. So I told the therapist, I said, yeah, it's just giving me a little extra support and makes things a little bit more comfortable for me. And then he asked me again, so you gonna wear a back brace for the rest of your life? And in my head, I'm just like, damn, that's another low blow. He goes, I was like, all right though, I guess I can take some punches. I'm already in a lot of physical pain, but I guess a little bit more can't hurt. But I just calmly told him, nope, that's not the plan. That was, I would say, the defining moment throughout this entire experience so far. That interaction gave me the outside motivation and determination to get better and to get back to my normal life. Up until that moment, it was always, you know, me versus me, me just trying to get better and trying to get back to a normal life. But now, well, now it was also about proving people wrong. I was grateful for this moment because it fired me up. I always had my doubts, concerns, and questions about how am I going to overcome this? How am I going to get better? But this interaction gave me all the confidence and energy I needed. I still didn't know how I would get better or when I would get better or if I would even get better, but I knew I have to get better to show them. I already had all the motivation in the world to recover from this so that I could return to school, start working out again, and get back to my normal everyday active life. But man, was this a great addition to that motivation. This is what would be in the forefront of my mind as I continued on the path to recovery. All right, so back to the spinal decompression timeline now. Week four follows the same path as previous weeks. Now at this point, I'm a little concerned, but I'm being patient. The pain hasn't diminished, and the most concerning thing for me is that my mobility has not improved at all. The most challenging thing for me to do since the start of this whole thing was bending over. It would take so much effort and cause so much pain for me to try to bend over and touch my toes. Actually, not, not even touch my toes. I, was, I wasn't even close to being able to touch my kneecaps. And unfortunately, this hasn't improved at all. Week five, same amount of pain and no improvement in mobility. At this point, I'm still trying to be as patient as I possibly can, but now I'm getting frustrated. And to make matters worse, it's now the first week in February and second semester of my senior year has officially started. I haven't seen any signs of improvement and my confidence is quickly dwindling in me, in me being able to return to school full time at all. 
Thankfully, because I was within driving distance of my college, I was able to go up on weekends. The two hour drives up and down from Connecticut to Massachusetts each weekend to see my friends were well worth it. And honestly, the car rides were actually a big part of the weekend because they were really helpful for a host of different reasons. The long drives helped me to just zone out, kind of step away from what was going on. Turn on some music, hit the road, and just let my mind shut off for a couple of hours. On the flip side of that though, these drives um, also allowed me to fully focus on my thoughts for an extended period of time without any distractions. This experience and these drives gave me insights into my life and life in general that I honestly think I would have never gotten without everything that happened. And also on these drives, the amount of gratitude that overcame me was incredible. I'm a firm believer that you can't understand or feel gratitude to its fullest extent until things are going in the wrong direction in your life. Like I would literally tell myself out loud as I was driving, I'm so grateful for having this car so I can drive up to a house to see all my friends. And then I'm even more grateful to be able to return to another house where my family is. We take stuff for granted every single day. We all do. It's human. It's normal. One of the things I appreciated most about this whole experience is that it helped me take things for granted just a little bit less and realize how special the simple gifts of life are. And the last thing that these car rides helped me with is the way that I look and understand pain now. There was one car ride in particular where I was driving up to school and I was just in so much pain. My entire leg was tingling and hurting, my back was aching, and I was still like an hour away from getting there. But I had some good music on. It was workout music. And it kind of felt like I was on my way driving to the gym. And I was getting really hyped up even with how I was physically feeling. And I don't know what it was, but this different type of energy just came over me that I had never felt before in my entire life. And I remember I literally screamed out loud, give me some more of this pain. This pain feels good. I think I even said it like I was at a restaurant. I was like, sir, I'll have another serving of this pain. This pain tastes good. And trust me, I know it sounds crazy and psychotic. But honestly, this mental breakthrough opened me up to a totally new way of dealing with everything. Instead of always fighting against the pain, I learned it's sometimes a good thing just to invite the pain in. Become one with the pain. Don't run away from it. See, I realized the pain wants you to act anxiously and fight it. But when you do the opposite, and let it have its way with you, you disable the pain. You're not playing its game anymore. And this also gets into the spiritual component. I do believe in a higher power and I would tell myself, there's a reason why the big man wants you to feel this pain. There's a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but there is a reason. So let yourself feel this pain. In the moment, 
Obviously, I wanted to get better as soon as possible. But looking back on this whole experience, I can say today that I'm so grateful that I was in pain for such a prolonged period of time because I wouldn't have had such profound physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual moments and experiences like I just described to you. So I guess you could say that the lack of progress that I made in physical therapy in the beginning of spinal decompression really was still part of my recovery process. I needed that lack of progress to have breakthroughs in other areas of my life. It led me to a different type of progress that I never knew I needed or knew I could benefit from. All right, so I'm gonna wrap things up here again. I think this is a good stop, to, a good place to stop in the story. In the next episode, we're going to pick up right where we left off. I'm gonna to continue to break down uh, the timeline for spinal decompression, and now I'm finally going to begin to introduce what actually helped me recover and the reason why I'm just getting to this part so deep into this series is because, well, what actually helped me recover came very far into the process. If you have any questions or would like to talk to me about anything, you can reach out to me on Instagram at jim.doyle. Again, that's Jim like G-Y-M. I hope you found this episode interesting or beneficial in any way, and I will see you soon for episode five.